0: Welcome once again to the E-Bone Zone, as I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 217th time on this Friday, January 29th, 2021. I hope you enjoy this week's episode, Hunting for Nothing? If you've listened before, you'll know that we've discussed Bigfoot on the podcast numerous times. Everything from a statue that people thought actually was the half-man, half-ape hybrid to an Oklahoma senator declaring the need for a Sasquatch hunting season? Hold on a second there, bud. That doesn't exactly sound all that familiar, the last one you mentioned. And now that I think about it, it doesn't sound true either. To me, it seems like somebody's lying to your face. Well, my astute friend, you'd be exactly right on that first end of things because we haven't yet talked about it, and that changes now. This man's name is Justin Humphrey, and he's convinced, absolutely deadlocked on the fact that there is a need to hunt for Sasquatches. Sasquatch? Sasquai, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, this sounds absolutely absurd, I agree, but trust me, it's real. The senator went as far as to introduce a bill to the Senate. That's House Bill number 1648. I know you think I'm kidding, but all the proof you need is in the description. But if you've got a soft spot for mythical creatures who, depending on who you ask, may or may not exist, I've got some good news for you. He said that there's no need to kill Bigfoot. It's catch and release only. I'm sorry, I know this is a big deal and I hate to interrupt, but could the reason he said not to kill any of them be that if you found one and killed it, there'd be none left? Now, hold on, I wouldn't say that. There's at least two more I know, if you're catching my drift. When a mommy Bigfoot and a daddy Bigfoot love each other very... Okay, I'm not going to waste your time with that. You're old enough to know. Just hang on a second, it gets even crazier. You know how people need hunting license to hunt things we know exist? Well, that's exactly what Old Humphrey wants for Bigfoot. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, he seems to be a pretty equal opportunity kind of guy, and I just can't fault him for that. Hunting licenses and fees for the licenses are going to soon become commonplace in Oklahoma if this dude has his way, it seems. You know what? For the benefit of the doubt, let me throw an idea at you. Why not issue tags, too, and even go further, make a reality show out of it? Just hear me out. Like swamp people, but weirder, because instead of alligators trying to rip their arms off, in this show, the hunters would be faced with overacting at the sight of the cameraman's brother Gary in a very poorly made soaking wet ghillie suit that they found in the middle of a creek somewhere that for some reason smells like the inside of a dumpster. You can pull this off. You've just got to make sure that camera is really low quality and incredibly out of focus so nobody can tell the difference. There's some good money in it, too. 25 k for one of these things. One! Which, now that I'm hearing myself say it, is insane because I had no clue someone would be that committed to finding Bigfoot to actually offer a reward for the first person that finds him. Let's circle back and park here for a second at the $25,000 thing. That's for the first person that brings a Sasquatch in. But it's a trapping-only situation here, as outlined in the bill. So my question is, what do they do with it after they catch it? Just let him go? Or buy a leash and collar, leading him around like a dog to get the payday from the senator. There's another issue that this second option causes, though. What if it's a holiday when you capture it? Then you know what happens next. You're having to take it home and start feeding it, and soon you'll get attached and name him Fluffy and want to keep it. I don't know about you, but the day I see an American Sasquatch club to register your half-man, half-apes into and make them eligible to become some sort of weird show pony is the day my mind will officially be blown. Our Ebon's own verse of the week this week is from the book of Psalms. Psalm chapter 55, verse 22 says, Cast thy burdens upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. This verse is speaking on casting your cares upon God. So in the first part of this verse, we see, Cast thy burdens upon the Lord. And that simply means whatever you're dealing with, if it's a burden, bring it to him. He can take care of it. If it's a good thing, if it's a bad thing, just trust God with everything you're going through. Trust God no matter your situation, and he will take care of you. This next part, and he shall sustain thee. One commentary on this verse says that sustain here is meaning that he will make you sufficient for it. He will make you sufficient. He'll make you ready to carry that burden better. He will not let you carry that burden alone. And that brings us into the next part of this verse. He will never suffer the righteous to be moved. And this means that God won't give up on us. One commentary on this verse says that literally he will never part with us. He will never forsake us. He will sustain us through whatever we go through, no matter if it's good or bad, he will provide. Trust God today, friend. He'll sustain you. We haven't heard from the world of Twitter in a while, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to pick the Internet's brain and see what they have to say. This week's hashtag is I'd be the first to point out. The first response we have is I'd be the first to point out you haven't eaten yet. Grandma. Probably. That's one good thing about going to grandma's. You might hear it one too many times for one day. Oh, you haven't eaten yet. Let me fix you something. But when she does, when she fixes you something, whether it's an apple pie or a chicken casserole or fried chicken or something like that. It's always good. Think about it. From a fast food restaurant, you're not getting food made with love. No, the guys that are making food at fast food restaurants, they're making minimum wage. They just want to go home. But your grandma, she really enjoys cooking for you. She really enjoys just being around you. So she puts that feeling into whatever she's making for you. And that makes it 10 times better. And that, that, my friends, is why breakfast at grandma's is always awesome. And besides, it doesn't matter if you've eaten two and a half hours ago or two and a half minutes ago. If you really, really like what she fixed and you know that she fixed it from the heart, you'll make room. And that's just one of the many positives of a home-cooked meal at grandma's. Let's move on. The next response is, I'd be the first to point out that I have the face of someone with a great personality. Okay, I don't know about you, but I actually have a comeback to this. I have something that flips this entire thing on its head. Now, I know this is usually regarded as a negative type thing, as someone calling themselves ugly, but think about it for a second. Let's just zero in on this. Let's say someone says, hey, I think you have the face of someone with a great personality. You could take that in two ways and turn it from a negative to a positive. You could take that, A, as a compliment on your personality, and B, here's where the turn comes. You could say, well, blank, doesn't think so because let's say if you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend at the time you are obviously attractive enough that they wanted to date you and since you have a great personality they're sticking around with you for more than your looks so that's basically an uno reverse to that whole exchange they think they've got you oh yeah i'm gonna call them ugly but you say oh yeah since i'm dating someone they obviously think i'm attractive boom you can just throw it in there. Well, they don't think so, and my personality's great too. I've won. Think about it this way. It could also work for single people as well, because someone tells you, hey, I think you have the face of someone with a great personality. You hit them with, I know, thank you very much, and they'll be confused. It's going to throw them off, because they think they'll just call you ugly, and you'll be like, okay, haha, I get it. But you are confident enough to know that you have a great personality and you just take it as that. You take it as they're saying, hey, you have the face of someone I'd like to hang out with. You have the face of someone that is just a really chill person that I would enjoy being around. And just like that, whether you're single or in a relationship, you worry no longer how you're going to retort to that statement. You have two options here. And honestly, I think they work very well. Let's move on. The last response is I'd be the first to point out that pineapple on pizza is actually good. Now, this is a hot-button issue in the world of pizza consumption. If you aren't careful, you might end up getting a pepperoni or two thrown at your face if you answer it wrong. You're either A, fundamentally and morally opposed to pineapple on pizza, Or you're wrong, according to most people. But I know this is going to sound strange since I outlined that you're either for or against pineapple on pizza, but I'm actually on the fence. I consider it really good on some things and really weird on other things. It all depends on what you order, because think about it. It could be good on pepperoni pizza. It's really good on buffalo chicken pizza. I know that sounds weird. I know that that whole statement of pineapple on pizza being good sounds strange, but just hear me out for a second. If you get it on buffalo chicken pizza, let me set the scene for you. You get the heat of the buffalo sauce. You get the sweetness of the pineapple, and you get the savoriness of the chicken. It is a combination that cannot be beat, let me tell you, it is absolutely amazing. Some of the best pizza you'll ever have. Now, in terms of buffalo chicken pizza, if you're going to go putting onions and green peppers and tomatoes and all that other stuff on it, now that's a completely different debate. I'm not as friendly with too many extra toppings on Buffalo Chicken Pizza. If I get Buffalo Chicken Pizza, it's going to be A, chicken, B, buffalo sauce, and maybe even C, pineapple. If I'm feeling a little adventurous, if I want a little fruit to my pizza, I'll get pineapple on it. But other than that, outside of those three toppings on a Buffalo Chicken Pizza, I'm not, I'm not vibing with any of that because I'm just not an adventurous eater. What can I say? What we discuss next is actually a shining moment in the history of this podcast, and by that I mean we're discussing The Shining. You know that movie in which Jack Nicholson goes insane, presumably because there are actually some people in this world that think that Jared Leto portrayed Batman's arch-rival better than he did. So what exactly does that movie have to do with anything anyway? Well, a steal from it was used to overturn a court verdict, and I don't blame you. You probably think I'm just as crazy as Jack for saying that, but trust me, it makes sense. The prosecutor referenced it because actions speak louder than words, and he was examining a bank robber that supposedly threatened a bank teller during a robbery. There's just one small problem with that. According to the state Supreme Court that heard the case, it didn't happen. Hold on a second here, dude. Since he didn't threaten anybody, that means he gets off easy, right? Well, no, not exactly, because to be honest, robbing a bank isn't something I would consider as grounds for getting off easy. He got a 14-year sentence and was convicted of second-degree robbery, which seems kind of strange for a bank robbery charge. And also, I had no idea that there were different degrees of theft. That was another thing that caught me off guard. I thought that stealing was just stealing. You learn something new every day, I guess. Movie references and court cases. Two paths I thought would never cross. Hmm, talk about breaking new ground. I appreciate you hanging out with me and taking time out of your week to hear what I've had to say. But that looks like all the time we've got for this episode. You can stay connected easily on Facebook and Twitter by searching eBoneZone on Facebook and Official E B Z on Twitter. That's capital O in Official, capital EBZ. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and drop a review, tell me how I'm doing, and subscribe if you can. Until next time, God bless you, stay humble, and keep an ear out.